Hello there, this is Mark, your fat friend from the Fat and Black Connection, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other services. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Do me a favor and go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your very own. Good day, everyone. I am Mark. Your fat friend. And I'm James, your black friend. And this is the Fat and Black Connection. Connection, where we talk about anything and everything. As long as it's interesting to us. On today's show, we will be discussing some very serious topics, such as pay wage gaps, uh, mass shootings, uh, and so much more. Yeah. So, listen, this show is 100% interactive, so your comments and questions are super important and super appreciated yes so please type your thoughts your questions your comments uh type them into that box uh we'll address them as much as we can well as long as they're interesting to us of course yes that's right and uh now let's uh move into an area of uh you know we've we've done a couple shows now and we have had some feedback from some listeners yeah two shows two whole shows um (laughs) you know uh before i go into some of the feedback we've gotten uh you know, I do want to start the show off on a little bit of a light note. Um, it's kind of interesting. There is a show out there that is called the Black and Fat Connection. Um, it is a podcast. They only have a total of three episodes, and each episode averaged about two minutes. Uh, so in our first episode, we created more content than they did in three. So, <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I don't know anything about the show. I haven't listened to it, uh, but I did find it interesting. Uh, but so let's, let's look at some uh, viewer comments, uh, yeah. listener comments, because, uh, you know, some of these people were listening to after the fact. So uh, this is some great stuff, guys. Keep it up. Uh, you two are too funny. Ah. <laughs> Tuned in and really enjoyed it. Great topics. Some new name ideas. Dark and girthy. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, so thick, one. thick, and semi-sweet. <laughs> Sweatpants and warm-ups. Uh, uh, yeah, that, uh, swing and a miss. Yeah, two out yeah. of three. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. Someone asked, "How do I interact?" Well, this is the place to do it. This is uh, right now. We are broadcasting live via uh, Facebook Live. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, if you're listening to this through a podcast service such as Anchor or Apple Podcasts or anything like that, then uh, you can't directly interact with us. Uh, but we we do have a Facebook page, Fat and Black Connection. Uh, we have an email address, Fat and Black Connect at gmail.com. Um, so there's a lot of ways that you can interact with us. Um, obviously, if you have a Facebook, that's going to be the easiest option. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are on Instagram. Um, so you can find us out there if you really wanted to. Um, <laughs> We're another, out here. Another, another comment that we got long. Yes, but I enjoyed the listen. That's what she said. Uh, I think I like that y'all show different aspects of points of view while still questioning ideas or thoughts. Yeah. Very, very right. poignant. Yeah. Uh, 
listening to this long after the fact is great. So clearly that must've been somebody that uh, watched it maybe live and then went back and listened. I'm not sure, but uh, yes, it goes down better the second time probably. Um, <laughs> so uh, those are some uh, comments that we've gotten out of our first yeah. two episodes. So it's, it's good. We're getting some feedback. We appreciate y'all. We hope uh, you enjoy what we're doing. And if you don't, then go find something else to do. Um, <laughs> So a uh, couple follow-ups from, yeah. from our first two episodes. So first and foremost, I do want to say that uh, I went out and stimulated the economy. Uh, I bought a couple of new cell phones. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I dropped a, a couple grand, um, you know, on buying some phones. So, uh, you know, obviously I didn't blow my stimulus money, but, um, you know, I felt like I could, I could do my part. Uh, also, we we needed new service. Uh, the, the service that we have here is pretty bad, and so we switched to a different provider. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be better for us. Um, and, and one other follow up: Disneyland is officially reopening on April thirtieth. Yep. So we in our first episode we did talk about Disneyland reopening a little bit, and so I thought it would be important to call that out. Yeah. No, that's. Uh exciting indeed so one other thing to call out really quickly um as we shift gears a little bit is uh you are now two weeks away from your covid shot uh you got the jansen and jansen or johnson and johnson whatever um and so therefore theoretically uh you are as uh protected as you're going to be good well as long as you're within that what 71 74 percent or whatever (laughs) yeah so, so, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm still, still masking up and everything else. So it's sure. not like, yeah, we got, we got some variants running around out there. So, you know, definitely I'm not trying to catch those. So, yeah, um, but theoretically you could, you could have a person with COVID directly in your face, cough in your face. And there's only, you know, about a 26% chance that you'll actually catch it. So, yeah, but I, you know, at the same time, I'd rather not face that. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so speaking, speaking of COVID, um, we actually had an outbreak at my kid's uh, childcare this last week. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, you know, we got a notice um, early after we broadcasted on Tuesday of last week, we we Uh got a notice that some of the teachers at the daycare had tested positive for COVID. So they were going to be shutting down a couple of the classrooms. My kid's classroom was not affected. So that was cool. Um, then the next day we got a notice that a couple more teachers had tested positive. So they were closing down another classroom. Still not mine. Okay. Then the third day we, we got the notice that they were closing down mine. Um, so uh, unfortunately last week on Thursday and Friday, my, my kid had to be home uh, with me. And unfortunately, you know, I had to take some time away from work uh, to be with her. And, you know, the beauty of working for government is I got paid to do it. So there you go. There you go. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, we keep thinking that we're, we're heading in the right direction and then these kind of things happen and <laughs> yeah, two steps forward. Yeah. Three steps back. Yeah, man. I, uh, you know, I'm thankful my kid is okay. I'm okay. My wife's okay. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're reopened. They reopened yesterday. Um, so, you know, but so still, it's scary. It's a scary couple of days because you're waiting for the shoe to drop, right? You're waiting to find out that it's a teacher from your cl- kid's classroom. You're waiting to find out, you know, you're taking your temperatures every day, like multiple times a day. Do, do I have a fever? Does my kid have a fever? You know, um, so it, it was a tense couple of days, but, you know, uh, 
both my wife and I have had our first round of shots. So, right. um, you know, and we both got Moderna. So that, you know, um, even with just the first shot of Moderna, you're at 81%, I believe, uh, okay. efficacy. So, um, you know, we weren't terribly worried, but, um, it's you still know. a concern. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. But everybody's but so like the school did they they shut down I'm sure did they shut the whole thing down and do like a deep clean and yeah. then before they reopen okay yeah yeah so they okay. uh, they were doing deep cleans every night as they were announcing them that you know hey this room's getting shut down but we're gonna be deep cleaning it and then finally on Wednesday night when they said hey we're shutting it down completely they uh, they went ahead and uh, yeah deep cleaned I assume probably all weekend so spray it down. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So um talking about crazy. Um you know, moving into a, an extremely serious topic. Um you know, uh, we we have seen in the last 2 weeks or less than less than uh, yeah. we have seen two mass shootings. Um you know, just yesterday in in Colorado. Uh, and last week in uh, Georgia, yeah, that's 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 eighteen lives that for no reason just cut short, and and there's there's no words there's no words uh, for the families that have, have lost these people. Man, it's it, it's it's disgusting. Yeah, and you know it's. It, You know, whether these are, and I don't, I'm not saying that these are because no one has come out and said as such, you know, whether these are acts of of crazy people, whether these are acts of terrorism, whether these are acts of, um, you know, whatever the case may be, um, I think it affects us all as a society in in a hard way. You know, I know for me, having a wife, having a kid, um, you know, last year or the year before when there were all of those shootings that seemed to just keep happening at Walmart. Um, there was a long period of time where I didn't want, you know, my wife or kid going to Walmart. I would go do all the shopping. Uh, well, how do you think I felt? When well, yeah. So I, I work and, in Walmarts and that just, I mean, even still, it just didn't seem like there was uh, any, any safety precautions. Um, outside that like I even asked them like I remember after the one happened I think it was at a Walmart in Texas I believe it was and I said hey are you guys going to be changing up anything like safety protocols no and I was just like bro like this directly affected your company like you would think they would have stepped something up I mean hell after there was a a, a, a um, post that they were going to possibly attack walmarts during the after the george floyd killing the walmarts in this area oh by all means we're shut they shut down at eight o'clock for god's sakes to make sure that everybody was out and and they were barricading the doors for that but there was a shooting at one of your stores and needless to say it's not like it's gonna you know every store is gonna have one of those um, and, and, you know, we shouldn't have them period, but that's, that's beside the fact, but, um, you didn't do any safety precautions for that. You know, I mean, so you've, you've ran, you know, a casino before you've, you've been a part of leadership in, in different companies and, you know, 
you can't you can't make snap decisions right and walmart the the largest retail chain in, in north america um you know hundreds of, of thousands of locations across the u.s uh billions of dollars generated in revenue um you you can't change on a dime but i, I don't disagree with you i do think that there there is a lack of establishing protocols no it's not going to happen overnight but when we've seen these things happen um you know time and time again and it's unfortunate but i feel like for me uh they are becoming commonplace almost um you know when you look at what we've done where we've come in our lifetimes you know you and i we 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 are both children of the 80s and early 90s and you know we we lived through observing columbine which i think you know also took place in colorado um you know that was i think the first time it was in your face there was a lot of camera footage there was a lot of um there was a story there because they were able to find out all this information about these kids and how they planned everything and you know here we are you know 25 years later or so and you know this happens yesterday in colorado at a grocery store and i i feel like we're almost becoming as a society desensitized to these things because they are happening so frequently um yeah no i'm and and that's that's the sad and scary part of it because we can't become desensitized to this stuff due to the fact that if you become desensitized to it, how do you react? Like when those things happen, you have to know how to react in those situations. And, and I mean, and it's, I, like I said, I, I just don't know. And they're, I, they're doing it in schools, right? They, they have the active shooter, you know, yeah, drills. drills. Um, you know, if you think about, working for different companies, they have what's called code Adam where, you know, there's a lost child in the store. There's a protocol. This is what you do. You, you know, somebody mans these exits, you know, you lock all yeah. the doors, no one's in or out until the child is found. Right. Um, but there doesn't seem to be any kind of protocol within major retail outlets that, that would be similar in concept. You know, this situation is happening. Here's how we react. Right. And I, I, I believe there are some stores that have kind of, uh, they have active shooter uh, protocols, but it's just something that, you know, you can't, I don't know, in a big store in some cases, be kind of hard to relay that information to. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, one there are training classes at most yeah. of the companies I've worked for in this situation. This is what you do run, hide, fight, you know, things right. like that. Um, but I, I haven't seen, you know, a good layout in a specific store. Hey, this is what you do based on where you are in the store, you know? Uh, and as you said, you, you know, you work inside of Walmart, you do not work for Walmart. Um, right. but, but, there is nothing for you. You know, you're luckily, as you've told me, you, you work in the back of most of these locations. And so, you and know, my, my aisles are a lot of times further back. So like if, if I'm in there and I were to hear, you know, like uh, somebody shooting or anything that 
some sort of ruckus, you know, I can, I know how to not only get myself out of that situation, but if there are people near me, I can also help them get back in a way that we, we will not hinder. We will not hinder anybody, uh, any like, uh, officers trying to possibly get in the building, but we will also not be an endangering, uh, ourselves, uh, because we can stay out of major pathways and things like that. So, yeah. And, you know, just reported this morning, um, you know, obviously since yesterday, there have been calls for, you know, assault weapon bans, things of that nature. And president Biden himself has come out and said that he's maybe looking at executive action, uh, for gun control. Um, you know, this is the knee jerk that I think happens a lot. Uh, and these are not long-term solutions. Um, yeah. these, these are in the moment reactions and still a lot of the time, nothing ends up coming of it. And that's the sad part is, I mean, there should be, I mean, I, of course, cause this is one of those topics that anytime you bring it up, it's like, Oh, they're trying to take our guns. And it's like, bro, no, we just need some sort of, um, lasting change uh that will be effective i mean that's the main thing is that like you know if if you have some sort of criminal record you know if you if you have uh domestic dis, uh, di, uh domestic abuse charges if you have um you know like history of mental illness uh just, you know, like, so just certain, there should be certain things that are set in place that make it harder to dang near impossible for that, for, to be able to buy a gun. Like a blind dude can get a gun. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't understand like that. It's just weird to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I guess my pushback to what you're saying though is, you know, when you talk about mental illness, for example, who should get to decide what that would look like? You know, you look at different states, right? Here, we, we both live in Nevada. This is an open carry state. It's pretty easy to get a concealed carry permit. Um, and so who should be the one that gets to decide whether or not I should be allowed to have a gun? Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's... It, it's one of those it's a it's a sticky sticky subject man that's what i'm saying oh absolutely and you know some you know a viewer just made a great comment who does a ban affect criminals or law-abiding citizens yeah i mean and at the end of the day if you're going to commit a crime you're going to figure out yeah. a way to do it yeah you, you know and and by no means am i saying that there shouldn't be uh some types of reform um you know i i am not a type of person that goes out and says everyone should have any kind of gun or firearm they want. We should all be allowed to have flamethrowers. We should all be allowed to have grenade launchers. No, uh, I do think that there is uh, things within reason, but to say we're going to ban, you know, this cartridge that holds 10 bullets where you can only have this cartridge that holds eight bullets. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, now we're, we're splitting hairs. You know, if you, if you want to have, a lasting effect, um, you know, you've got to do something that's going to actually positively change society as a whole. And, and we're not well, heading in that direction. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy that 
um, like Australia, Australia had um, a, a huge mass shooting. And I can't remember what year that was. Um, they had a huge mass shooting and they just did away with all guns in general. They just did away with all of them. Now, I understand because of the constitution, you know, like right to bear arms. Um, but at the same time, that's also just, I don't know. I'm, it, it Changes can be made. And again, that's, do we, do we make the changes to, to that, to make it that, you know, certain, you know, that's, so that's kind of where I get thrown, but. I got to ask, so are you ultimately saying that you believe we would be better off as a society of no guns? No, I'm not saying, listen, no, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know. Like, really, I don't know the answer here. I'm just saying this is what, this is, this is an action that Australia's government took. Sure. Aus- yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, okay. so that's what so, I'm saying. That, that's so an yesterday- action they took. So yesterday, shooting in Colorado, uh, it's been reported that the gentleman had an AR-15 style gun. Um, there has I haven't seen any reports of what actual gun he had. Uh, where comparatively to last week, I just heard in a Georgia, long, long gun. Yeah, Is that the same thing. Uh, an AR-15 would be a long gun, but AR-15 okay. typically is semi-automatic. Um, yeah. Where comparatively last week in Atlanta, Georgia, the shootings were taken out by a handgun. Uh, which would was literally just purchased by by the shooter, uh, I believe that day. Um, so, uh, and, and you know, when we when we we don't have really any facts yet on Colorado on you know motives on anything yet. Uh, we know the name of the shooter, but uh, I won't say that here because I don't ever believe in giving those people uh, anything more than what they deserve, which what they deserve is to be thrown in a pen and locked away for the rest of their lives. Um, in my opinion. Uh, but you know, in, in Atlanta, we have a different, we, we have some facts, we have some reported facts. Um, you know, we, we know that, uh, the, the shooter in that situation had, uh, sexual sex addiction, um, and was, uh, he felt that, he could curtail his sex addiction by taking out people that worked in massage parlors that he had frequented himself. Uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's such, that seems like such a lame excuse. Yeah. I mean, again, right. You and I are not inside the head of crazy people. Um, right. I, I don't believe myself to be crazy, which, you know, sometimes they say that is a sign of craziness. Um, I, I find myself to be a completely sane individual. And so when I sit here and I think about, you know, we, we knew we wanted to talk about this situation. And, uh, you know, as I was sitting here thinking about it, I'm trying to get inside the head of an individual and I just can't, I can't get there. Um, and, you, and, you, you know, I don't know now, mind you, I don't, this is not an addiction that I have. I mean, so, I mean, um, I, I have no problem sharing it here. I haven't had sex in like close to three years now, but at the same time, like I also never been in that situation where like 
I want to take somebody out because of it. Like if I ever have like a, you know, a bad day, you know, what do I, I'll, I'll come home, I'll throw on a video game that, you know, like an Assassin's Creed or something, and I'll take my frustration out that way. You know, I'm not like, I'm not a gun guy. I mean, I've, I've gone to gun, I've gone to shooting ranges. I've, you know, I know a lot of people that do have guns and we've gone out and we've shot and stuff like that. But I have never been to a, I've been angry to the point where like, I'm just like, I'm like, ah, but I'm not, I, I stop it there. I, I lock myself away, decompress, like I said, throw on a video game and just, and, and go at it that way. And, and I mean, I understand that other people do things differently, but just, just killing people is, I just don't see that. That's. Well, yeah. And you know, you, you, you did a play on words there a little bit with having a bad day. And that was a very poor comment made by, uh, you know, the, public information officer from the the police department in in georgia um where you know he in essence said that the shooter had had a bad day um that's that's pretty bad um you know ultimately again we're talking about the frame of mind right so this individual uh supposedly was was is a christian um you know had gone to a sex addiction clinic uh to uh, try and, you know, uh, I don't know, pray it away or, um, you know, try and figure out a way to suppress those sexual desires. Um, and, uh, so if, if the person legitimately in their own head thought that what they were doing was to help themselves, that's, that's a really scary place to be, no, you know, no. that, that's, that's very much, you know, when we think about shootings, you know, one that plays out in my head recently was in Nevada, in Las Vegas. Um, you know, that happened just a couple of years ago. And that situation, we still don't have any more context. We don't know why the guy did what he did. It, uh, you know, he, he, he was uh, smart, if you will, because here in Nevada, we are open carry and concealed carry is easy to get. And so he locked himself up in a high in a hotel room and and did what he did from there where he uh, wouldn't potentially have other people around him that might have guns to stop him. Um, You know, it's that situation. We we have no frame of reference on why he did what he did with this guy in, in Georgia we're getting some insight into why he did what he did. And I do clearly think that this probably is a situation of of mental illness of some kind. Um, But again, how does that get addressed? Should he, for having checked himself into a sex addiction clinic last year, should he have lost his right to own a gun? Yeah. Again, that's, I, 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 I do not know. Uh, what's this comment? Um, Oakland, California is reducing police officers with social workers. Yeah. So it sounds like to help those deal with stress and other issues of life. 
do you feel that this is the right direction? So, you know, you know it sounds, and, and I don't know if this is true, but one of our uh, listeners right now, uh, watchers, viewers, uh, is saying that in Oakland, California, uh, they are increasing the number, number of social workers and decreasing the number of police officers um, to try and help people deal with stress. Uh, is this the right direction? Uh, for me personally, no. Uh, I don't, I don't think that, uh, that's going to help anything. Um, I think reducing police forces, especially in cities that have a higher crime rate, um, that that's probably the wrong direction to go. Uh, I think you find ways to cut, uh, expenses from other areas and still increase those social workers. Uh, I mean, California in general, and especially most cities in California are bloated. They, they overspend, they spend on things that uh, I don't personally agree with. And so um, I would say no, that uh, people need, these cities should be spending money where it needs to be spent, which is, you know, running the city, keeping the streets, uh, you know, paved, keeping the, the citizens protected. Um, and any dollars aside from that, you know, I, I don't think hiring more social workers is a bad idea. Um, but ultimately, if you're going to a social worker, it's likely because you have some kind of criminal background. And so a lot of the times what we're seeing in these mass shooting situations is that these are people that don't really have a criminal background. Yeah. So that doesn't really necessarily help there. Uh, we have another yeah. comment from from another uh, listener viewer. Uh, the police force should never be thinned and replaced with social workers. Social workers would help, mm -hmm. but should never take place of a peace officer or police officer. Uh, it should be in addition to, and that's basically what no, I just said. Absolutely. And I I agree. Um, yeah, I do think. You, what I, do you think? I, I, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with the same thing. Like, I, I don't think that we should be reducing police forces by any means. Um, like, uh, especially, like, I mean, yes, I think in situations, um, I think that they can take, they have like a social worker go with the officer. And so there's, so it, it, if it's like a, a like a, a mental illness case where uh, they can, they can, uh, words, I'm sorry, I'm lost for words, um, can deescalate that, that person and try and bring them down um, that's, that's the only thing I, I mean, I can really think of that would be, that would be, I mean, I think like both in conjunction together, I agree with, uh, but like replacing one, replacing officers with social workers, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, I don't really like that idea too much. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this is a, a good spot for us to, um, take a moment of silence uh, to remember those that have lost their lives in this last week. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll switch topics a little bit and move into our pay gap discussion afterwards. But let's take a moment of silence. All right. So, you know, the, the next topic that we, we wanted to discuss and, you know, it's a, it is a serious topic as well, but um, is women in sports pay differences. Um, this is, you know, this is a real thing. This is a fact. And, and the reason that this came to light is 
uh, this week, there, there was an image making the rounds on ESPN and uh, all over Facebook and Twitter and everything. Uh, and it was comparing WNBA's Sue Bird versus NBA's LeBron James. Do you have uh, that? I don't, I don't have that image uh, readily available. I apologize, but you know, in essence, they both have won four world championships. Um, they, they both have played, 17 I think years. Yeah. For 17 years. Uh, yeah. But the pay gap is quite immense. I believe LeBron James is making 48 million a year where uh, Sue Bird was making 200, 200 I think 200, it was like, 210,000 or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Somewhere in the mid uh, to mid to low 200,000s. Um, so, you know, obviously there, there's quite a gap there. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's a grand Canyon size gap, bro. You're yes. Okay. So this, this is the interesting thing though. When, when they point out those kind of statistics saying, you know, LeBron's making 48 million where, this person's making only 200 and some odd thousand dollars. What they're tending to leave out is uh, revenue generation differences as well, though. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, so I, I did some statistics or I looked up some statistics over uh, the weekend after we decided we wanted to talk about this. And what I found interesting is that uh, in the NBA, they are generating in an average season over $8.5 billion a year. billion a year. No, yeah. Where the WNBA is generating 60 million. That's so. So uh, my point being, you can't pay Bird $48 million a year because if you were, that would be over over (laughs) two-thirds of of the league's revenue. Not a team, the league. Just leagues, yeah. You know, the average team in the NBA is bringing in about $288 million a year. Right. The average WNBA team is bringing in about $5 million a year. Yeah, no, and 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 now this is something like for me, like, I'm not going to lie. I have, I I have made jokes about the WNBA. I have, I'm not going to lie. And and then I remember talking with somebody and, and exactly what you're bringing up. The, the WNBA doesn't get nearly as much viewership as the NBA does. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't nearly have as much merchandise out there as the NBA does. Uh, I mean, the only time I think I've even seen WNBA merchandise was at a WNBA game. And that, or, or online at WNBA.com. Right, right. But I, I mean, I've they do not support this website. Yeah. They do not support our <laughs> show. They do not, uh, we are not sponsors for them. Right. No, I, and, but that's exactly it though, right? Um, my point to this whole conversation, and I am not trying to be misogynistic. I'm not trying to be a sexist. I'm trying to be looking at things from, you know, a fair standpoint. And I, you cannot pay someone a a dollar to match someone else doing a similar job if one is generating more revenue than the other uh, you know yeah. th- the same is true comparing lebron james to uh, a 
I don't know, a, a sixth man on any given NBA team. They're not going to pay that guy $48 million a year. Um, He's lucky LeBron, he see is like a mill, bro. <laughs> LeBron James makes what he makes because he is the best player of this generation. I will not say of all time. That'll be determined later. <laughs> but no, and then, and, but, but the fact is, and also with LeBron, I mean, a, a good portion of his money is not even, like, he's, he has his school in Cleveland that he, he you know, he's putting money into. He has. I don't, uh, I, I don't know that it's fair to say that just because he's putting his money. Into no, no, other, I'm not, I'm not I talking mean, about that. He also talk- just spent a bunch of money to become a part owner of the Boston Red Sox. So. Right. So, I mean, it's, I mean, like, but I'm saying like, you know, like that money is, I mean, he's, I mean, other people are doing big things with their money too, but I'm just saying like, I know he's, he's definitely into some uh, philanthropy stuff as well. Sure. Uh, one of our viewers has said, if the public gave the WNBA the same amount of viewership and stadiums, then yes. Sadly, there is no money there for the same pay. You could say the blame is on the citizens for not watching them play. To be honest, I don't watch either, this, this person said. So for me, I've watched both. I have sat down and watched an entire WNBA game from start to finish. And for me personally, it's painful. Um, they are extremely low-scoring games. It is a slower pace of play. It is a lot more missed shots. Um, it's just not as enjoyable for me personally. And, and that was kind of one of the main points I wanted to make in, in this pay gap conversation uh, around basketball specifically is men, we like to watch men's sports. Um, women seem to like to watch men's sports. There's not a lot of support for women's sports I would say in general, aside from maybe women's soccer, um, I, I don't think there is a whole lot of support out there. And so, you know, it's just like anything else. You have to make money to spend money and you have right. to spend I mean, money I, to make I, money. I've been to it. I went to a WNBA game and I think, and the, I think I paid more attention to like my drinks and snacks than I did the actual game. Yeah. And, and again, this, Sorry. I'm not saying that they can't be enjoyable. Um, you know, you get a very similar experience as to going to a NBA game. I've been to numerous. Yeah. Uh, I have not been to a WNBA game. I've been to a women's college game. I, um, I mean, I would like to see some of the, I would love to see these women just like, there's only been like a couple women in WNBA that have actually dunked and they could. It's like, bro, like that's exciting. Like you throw down like that, bro. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, so to that point, right? What is exciting in basketball, right? So dunks. Uh, Fast breaks. like Blocks. Just, yeah. Right? That, that and and you, don't, yeah. you don't get a lot of that in WNBA. And so yeah. again, uh, I don't know. I just, let's, let's look at some other sports. So I looked, uh, I did some research uh, just, just for funsies. So people yeah. think that, uh, you know, football players are overpaid, but uh, I thought it important to point out that, uh, we talked about the NBA generates about $8.5 plus billion dollars a year in revenue. Uh, the NFL generates almost $13 billion a year in revenue. So, um, you know, that's almost $400 million per team. You know, and, those got, guys, and those guys have actually a lot shorter careers in most cases too. Yeah, you, you've got 32 teams, you know, in each of those markets that, that they're in are, are generating a ton of tax dollars for those areas that they're in. You know, so a, a good comparative study that I was able to do, uh, con, you know, after looking at the basketball would be looking at golf. 
So looking at professional golfers association versus the lady ladies professional golfers association. Um, the only year or the most recent year that I was able to find data, um, full data for was in 2014. And, um, you know, again, comparatively PGA generated $1 billion in revenue where the LPGA only generated a hundred million, 10%. So, you know, when you look comparatively at male golfers versus female golfers, yeah, the, the purses, if you will, are going to be a larger amount for men's because they're generating more revenue. You know what? I don't think I've even seen a, I maybe seen a women's long shot contest on golf TV or golf channel, whatever that is. I don't think I've actually even, I mean, you know, there's, I don't actually sit down and watch them now. My my father, on the other hand, he will actually record. <laughs> he will DVR an entire like uh, Masters or or um, uh, FedEx Cup, whatever they have, and he will actually watch those back. I'm mm-hmm. like, Dad, I could tell you who wins this if you. <laughs> but but he'll actually he'll actually watch those, and I'm I'm at loss of words. I don't think I've ever seen like the equivalent of one of those like a masters or anything like that for the women they have them they exist um they are not as widely broadcast so again it comes back to revenue is revenue generated by these uh leagues are some of that revenue is obviously uh broadcast revenue right um you know I don't know who who hosted the uh, Masters this last year. Let's say it was NBC. They're paying the PGA to have the right to to host that, right? To to air right. that. Um, you know, I think I, it was I, NBC, but just... so you know, I, my suspicion would be that these same major television networks are not paying uh, for the LPGA Masters, uh, whatever the equivalent is there. And there are there are four majors uh, in the women's as well. I, I do know that. Uh, a couple of interesting things, uh, looking at 2019, um, you know, some of the top paid uh, professional uh, sports players in the world. Um, the For men, you know, the, the top five, uh, let's see how many of these people you recognize, James. Lionel, right. Lionel Messi was number one at $127 million. You play soccer, that? right? Okay. Christian, Cristiano no, no, Ronaldo. Hey, listen, the only reason I even know that right now is because he's on, like, Pepsi bottles. <laughs> well, see? Yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo, $109 million. Also a football player. That's correct. N- Neymar? Not to be uh, confused with the underwater Atlantean. Neymar? Uh, no, Neymar, he's also – he's, like, the high – I know, I know uh, the highest paid – a lot of the highest paid uh, players uh, in general – are uh, football players from Europe. Yes. Uh, so the only one out of the top five that isn't a football player is Roger Federer. Who? who tennis? Tennis, that's correct. He's <laughs> fifth highest paid uh, in 2019 at $93.4 million. Really? Yeah. Um, now comparatively, huh. so again, Roger Federer, number five. Five, right. $93.4 million Okay. In 2019, Serena Williams, number one woman. Right. 29.2 million. Yeah. 
So again, that's tennis, right? Both yeah. of those are tennis. Roger Federer, highest paid tennis player, 93.4 million. Serena Williams, highest paid female tennis player, 29.2 million. Wait, how, wait Federer is how much? 93.4. So, and she is 29? Yeah, so basically yeah. a 60 plus million dollar pay difference. And people love to watch Serena. <laughs> Clearly not as much as they love to watch Roger Federer. <laughs> Federer, apparently. Yeah, that's, I guess that is a, uh, that's a fact. Here, here's a good point somebody made. Do you think a part of the issue is media limiting what we can watch? Uh, also, we were asked, do we watch women's tennis? Um, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I think, you know, uh, I think women's tennis, to me, is pretty on par with men's tennis. Bro, those women go hard in tennis, yeah, bro. They, like, super hard. Yeah, I, I mean, they may not hit as fast when when they're hitting their serves, but, but as James said, they go hard. Um, so... <laughs> I, and I think that might be part of it, right? When I was saying earlier that men, we watch men's basketball, uh, but we're not as inclined to watch women's basketball. I think it's because we, when we watch the men going running up and down the court with those fast breaks, making those dunks, um, it's, it's engaging, right? You're getting those endorphins, if you will, where, you know, just watching women's basketball, you don't get the same thing. Um, you know, it's also not a fair comparison to compare watching basketball live in person to baseball live in person. They're two different games, oh. right? And that's oh what I feel. God. That's what I feel about <laughs> men's versus women's basketball. I feel like it's almost two different games. Hey, that, you know, that's a very fair comparison right there. That's a super fair comparison. I can agree with you on that. Where with tennis, legit, like the girls, they're going hard and it it is engaging and it's a fast pace of play with tennis in general, you're not sitting there oh, yeah. watching them hitting it back and forth for 10 minutes. You know, you don't see that in men's either. It's, it's a quick, fast pace game. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie and pretend that uh, I, I have recently sat and watched an entire tennis tournament, but you know, if, if I hear there's a good match on, I'll turn it on. If uh, there's a live, uh, you know, with some of the big players locally, then I, I'd be interested to go. You know, so uh, I am definitely down with women's tennis. Um, yeah, no, I enjoy that. I enjoy definitely enjoy that. Uh, oh, you know what? Um, yeah, uh, we are going. We will. We will talk about the uh, NCAA uh, championships. I think. Are we going to throw that in here today, or are we going to talk about that later? No, I think we're going to follow up on that um, because this does seem to be a larger conversation and. Um, you know, I, I had some good conversations with a couple different individuals this last week while researching this topic. And, you know, one of the things that I also want to talk about, uh, probably in our next week's episode is looking at, uh, men's, the U S men's soccer team versus the, uh, U S soccer team for the women. And oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, I think that's an interesting analysis as well, because, you know, the women's soccer team, they've won world championships. They've won, um, they've won world cups. They like they like they've actually done more. And and so there's a difference between you know I think a private team such as uh, you know the MLS those, those are private leagues where you know if you're representing your country um, I think there should be a certain degree of equal pay for equal work um, because in essence these are 
to some extent like a federal job because they are subsidized by states and, and, and governments, um, mm-hmm. you know, NCAA as well. And, you know, we'll definitely dive into that to analyze uh, on a future episode, uh, probably next week. Uh, we'll spend some time talking about that specifically. Um, but, you know, I did want to make sure that we saved some time and reserved some time to move into an area of conversation that uh, unfortunately we didn't have enough time to get to last week. We touched uh, on yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, we really wanted to talk about some entertainment, uh, some television shows, uh, some movies. And uh, last week we were able to get to a couple of movies. We, we talked about uh, coming to America uh, the, the second movie and we yeah. talked about uh, One, One Night, Night in Miami. Miami. Yeah. So I don't know if any of our viewers out there or listeners were able to watch those, but hopefully they, they took James's suggestions and uh, were able to uh, watch those. And so we will move into the entertainment section of, of our show, but uh, one last comment, we'll go ahead and round this out. Uh, comment made by one of our viewers, meh, women's sports all go hard. If you don't think so, you were thinking peewee sports. Funniest thing I remember from high school. I remember PE baseball and all the dudes were like, yeah, I could get a hit off this girl softball pitcher. And she dunked on every single one of them. It was awesome. Now I got to go try to remember who she was. I'm pretty sure I had a crush on her. Um <laughs> So, no, listen, I, that, that's that that is that's kind of a true thing. The, I have actually watched I have watched the uh, women's uh, college softball uh, tournaments. That I that that'll blow you away. <laughs> I I will never. I played baseball. I I love baseball. I will never try to pretend like I would be okay going up against a so, uh, you know a, a female softball pitcher. That scares me. The way they pitch. No, thank you. <laughs> hard. That, yeah. No, that for sure. That yeah. They they also they they go hard. Yeah. As I said before. Yes. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's, again, yeah, I, let's, I, I will say I don't necessarily think comparative underhand fast pitching versus overhand fast pitching. I think they are different in style and what you can do with the ball. So just calling that out. Uh, but yeah, yeah let's, true. let's move into okay. entertainment and let's, let's start, uh, let's spend a couple minutes talking about WandaVision. Oh. So series is wrapped. Uh, right. You know, it was nine episodes uh, that, that aired over uh, what, eight weeks. Yeah. And um, you know, we, uh, there, the making of special also came out uh, what last week or the week before assembled uh, where they showed a lot of the behind the scenes of how the series was made. And uh, what did you think of the series? You are, you know, we got a preface. You are a comic book nerd. You are a Marvel fan. So um, keep that in mind, folks. We, there is some bias here, but yeah, we talk no, about it, things that are interesting to us. So go right. ahead. And so, yeah, no. So uh, I, I remember when I first saw the show, I, I called, I called a buddy, um, Rob Benner. And I was like, you know, what do you think? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, bro, you got to stick with it. Like the everything, um, because this is the second time, even like, uh, uh, some of the, some of the other shows they've had kind of start slow, but you got to kind of stick with them because there is a bigger, there's a bigger picture. And from what I understand, the bigger picture with this film, it every, or this show, it's, 
supposed some things are supposed to tie in with uh, multiverse of madness. Now, I thought that's kind of what they were going for, uh, but that also, as the series kind of progressed, changed on me, and I threw me just a little bit. I wasn't prepared for I wasn't prepared for some of the changes that they threw in there. So I'm okay with doing spoilers. I will preface that right now, simply because we are a couple of weeks from the series finale. So if uh, you haven't watched it and you're still listening right now, uh, sorry, but uh, maybe you should push pause and go watch the series and then come back. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, you know, I agree with you. The, the series took us for a loop uh, at a couple different points, you know, such as, uh, you know, in reintroducing us, if you will, to uh, Wanda's brother who had died back in uh, Age of Ultron, but yet he's, he's there, except, plot twist, it's what at the time we see to be Quicksilver or Pietro or Peter from the... Fox, Fox cinematic X-Men universe. Movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that, that was, man, was fantastic. Um, I thought that I, I, that is a part I've, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to get like, I, I got really excited about that part. Cause I was like, bro, are they actually going to do this now? Like, I thought that was going to be the big, like we've introduction. We've incorpor- yeah. We've in court now since we have it, we can incorporate it. And so I think that's one of the things and I was, and I don't, I think they could have gone a different direction with it, but. Except then time for another twist. We find out at the series finale. that just some random actor. Yeah. He's just some random actor that lives in the city. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. That was I ah. loved it. I felt like it was so perfect for, for what Marvel does. It, you know, it was such the tease to make us think this was the direction they were going. And, and then, yeah, <laughs> nope. You know, th- you know, a couple other teases that were made that, that were never really addressed in the series. There was a point where, um, you know, uh, we were told that uh, a scientist was being called. And, you know, a lot of the rumors making the rounds was, is it Reed Richards? Is it Reed Richards? You know, uh, the leader of the Fantastic Four. And we never, we never got it. We never found out who it was. Um, you know, so that's still sitting out there and lingering. Um, we, hey, we, oh, you know, oh, go, I, I'm gonna let you go on, but there's one thing that I've actually really liked, and it's 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 actually not even in the shows. It just has to do with the Marvel openings. Now, I don't know if they're gonna do anything that goes back before um, the 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 snap um, or after, you know, um, but ever since, and I just noticed this on a, on a, on one of the last episodes of Wandavision. Um, everything that happens after Endgame, it looks like there's that part where Tony snaps in those entrances that I think is going to really give us. I think they're going to start using that as a as as a uh, a frame of reference. So this is after that. Yeah, or if and- they do anything, if they do, if they happen to do anything like before that it will it, that might not be there that's so i'm kind of interested to see if they're going to use kind of that as a as a as a as a time indicator of when that film is taking place and that would not be terribly surprising we've seen them use that opening uh in many different ways even within wandavision itself you know switching from the red to purple uh because agnes did it 
yeah. you know, so that wouldn't be terribly surprising to me if they did a uh, future movie that took place prior to Endgame, not including that. Um, they they are so good with their Easter eggs. They are so good with with planting those little nuanceical pieces into their films. So that would not surprise me. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know, I think it was a fantastic series. Uh, I enjoyed it. I plan to go back and watch it again. I wish they would make a super edit of it where you know you don't have to sit through the credits and everything just just give me the whole series as like one long movie with those uh, with those uh with those cuz they did a couple time uh, there was a couple uh after uh after credit um scenes sure yeah you, they did you can keep that. those in but yeah throw those know, in there give as me, well give I'm me just a super edit that would be so great to just yeah. sit and watch the whole thing from start to finish um, you know, and since, you know, DC just came out with their four hour edit of, uh, you know, justice league, why not? Let's, let's do it. Um, you know, we're, we're running short on time. So really quickly, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to touch on Falcon and winter soldier, uh, episode one, which just came out on Friday. Um, you know, I have any chance another... to watch it. Oh, I've watched it twice, bro. Actually, I've watched it almost like three times. Cause the okay. second time, the second time I just kind of went to the end just cause I was trying to figure out like. Ooh, hold on, like, hold on. What was going I don't want to. I don't want to give any no, spoilers I know, I know. on this one. Right, right, right. I, I just, still a little loot. But overall, your feelings on the show? Again, it was one of those. It the first episode, it starts off kind of slow, but I think uh, you know, seeing seeing uh, the Winter Soldier in action outside before um, uh, before uh, Winter. Uh, what was that? Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. That was awesome to see. Um, and seeing, you know, uh, Sam on his own doing a mission, uh, doing a mission, you know, with the Falcon suit, which was amazing. Um, that whole that whole sequence was was pretty dope. And so I'm interested to see uh, where they go with, uh, with, with seeing Sebastian uh, grow as a character, becoming, you know, really reintegrated into society after so long. Also known um, so as Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes, yeah. And so, oh, that's all right. His real name is Sebastian. Um, sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really interested to see where they go with that. Yeah, I, I am too. I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, so I'm excited for the second one this week. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we're, we're short on time. So uh, we're not going to get to the you know, any more depth on that. And we're not going to be able to get to two more things that I was hoping to get to, but I will call them out because if you are out, if you are listening or watching, I would say, see what you can find out on this. Cause we will be talking about this. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire evidently uh, originally when filmed was edited for a PG cut, PG 13 R and NC 17. I want that NC 17 version. And lastly, the one other thing I wanted to talk about that likely we'll try to get to next time is Captain Eeyore. Not to be confused with Captain EO from Disneyland, Captain Eeyore. So um, if, if you're interested, look for it. It's out there. So with that being said, please, uh, you know, we hope you enjoyed our broadcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, you know, go back, re-listen to this broadcast starting in just a few hours via Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or Spotify. Also, be on the lookout for the video of this broadcast via YouTube later this week. All right. So we hope you enjoyed, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Hope you have a great rest of your week.
Uh, bye bye.